Hi guys, welcome back to the Adaptive Zone podcast. My name is Matthew Boyd. I'm a physiotherapist and running coach. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you're so inclined, share it with a friend. Today, we're joined by one of our clients, my personal favorite, Bridget. Thank you for joining <laughs> us on the show. Thanks for having me. Cool. So just to start off with, we're going to talk about your, the troubles you've had with your running over the last year or so and, and, and how you're doing now. Could you tell us, just before we get into that, a little bit about your background as a runner? Yep, absolutely. So I started um, running track when I was eight. Um, I loved it. It was, you know, something that I took with me through throughout school um, and really found that running was um, something I I enjoyed both for the physical exertion and, and the competition, but also it did wonders for me mentally in managing my mm. anxiety and um, giving me time to get out of my head and out of my way a little bit. And so I... Um, continued to run pretty regularly, less competitively would do races here and there, um, you know, took some time off when life got in the way. Um, but I always found myself coming back to, to running and having that be sort of a foundational part of my life. Yeah, cool. So it was, it was sort of not just a way to stay healthy, but also like mentally you found it, um, you know, beneficial to be running regularly. I know for me, that's a, that's a big one too. I probably appreciate that more now that I'm older than I did when I was younger, just mm -hmm. how important it is from that side of things. And, and then, so you were, that was sort of your background and then, you know, you, you started to have some troubles, um, which could you, could you bring the listener up to speed on, on what was happening? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this most recent troubles, um, as you put it, was uh, I was really having discomfort in my knees um, and thought like, oh, it's just overuse. And if I take some time off, it'll fix itself. Um, and so yeah, stopped, stopped running completely, um, rested for a couple of weeks. It wasn't getting better. Um, and so I started doing physical therapy. It was a February of this year. Um, and in that program that I was, was doing, it was all, I was still not running. Um, and the direction that that provider took was, we're not going to run until you feel good and I kept feeling bad um and <laughs> so uh you know didn't feel that I was making any sort of progress um and in fact felt that it was getting worse and worse and um now I'm not running to manage my anxiety and now I'm having you know sort of chronic discomfort um that was starting to get in the way of my everyday activities and so I was really at a point where I was like I I need to do something about this or else this is going I think when I first came to you I was like I'm worried this will be the rest of my life um mm. and so was actively looking for different solutions um that would help me not only get back to a place of running, but get to a point where um, I could could live my life as I as I wanted to live it. 
What was your understanding of what the uh, what the problem was? Were you given any kind of like diagnosis or impression, or did you did you get a sense of what the the issue was that was yeah? Yeah, so there was a couple of things going on there. Um, I was told I had, um, you know, the ubiquitous runner's knee um, in both knees and then um, the IT band syndrome. And all of this apparently was stemming from a weakness in my hips and glutes. And so, um, you know, my my knees were turning inwards more when I was landing. And so I was putting more pressure on certain areas than I, than I should, um, or than I was being able to sustain at that point comfortably. Um, and so it was all sort of like, you know, the, the general diagnoses that people that run too much get when their knees hurt um right. and so uh so i think that was the approach that we had initially taken in in trying to just build some strength in the in the glutes but again not doing any sort of running okay so you were given some exercises to strengthen your glutes mm -hmm. and you're doing that uh for a while and and what what did that look like? What did it consist of? Like how often, what exercises were you doing and, and how long were you doing them for and that kind of stuff? Yeah, so I was going to a provider um, from like February through April twice a week and then down to once a week but, and then would do things on my own. And it was, um, you know, uh, assisted squats or like step downs like having weights on my ankles and doing leg lifts, um, some, some things along those lines, some like breaking up of fascia is that, uh, you know, with the scraping tool. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was, it was all pretty contained to doing some leg strengthening work. I was able to do it at home if I needed to do it at home. So, um, I would say, three to four days a week. Some of the stuff I would do every day, some um, like balancing exercises, things like that. But um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of, you know, I would spend an hour at the, the provider's office doing mm -hmm. workouts once or twice a week for months mm -hmm. and months and months. So it was a lot okay. of time. Okay. So so you say months and months of this, this kind of February through April, that's when you were attending the, the clinic and you were going maybe that a couple was of times a week was, and you had homework. Sorry to interrupt. That was when I was attending twice a month and then it continued through like June doing once okay. a month so, or once okay. a week, once a week, twice a week and once a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you had homework as well. Mm -hmm. And how did you feel all that was going? Did you feel like you, you made progress through that time? It didn't. And it was um, frustrating some things I, I should say, some things I did make progress in, in that, you know, like, I think that my glutes did get a little bit stronger through this, mm -hmm. but um, it was getting to a point where, and I, this is when I reached out to you, um, where I lived on the second floor mm -hmm. of an apartment building and didn't want to walk down the stairs to take mm -hmm. my trash out because um, it was just really uncomfortable boarding on bordering on painful. And so I, I felt like, Oh, I'm investing this time and money 
and um, I'm getting I'm in a worse place than I was in February okay. when I first started. Um, it's affecting my life more dramatically in that it's not just now I can't go for a run, but it's I'm changing the way that I live my life because yeah. um, of the discomfort. Mm-hmm. So I went from a place of I can't run because of the knee pain to um, I'm doing my rehab um, and my glutes are getting stronger. But um, symptoms-wise, it actually seems to be a bit worse than it was. Like, not a ton worse, but you're noticing it's not just that you can't run now, but also you kind of have a bit of discomfort going downstairs. And it sounds like a lot of apprehension about Mm -hmm. making it worse by doing things like that. Yes, that's exactly it. And how are you feeling about your prospects going forward? So, like, at that time, we were like, you know... It'll get there. I'll get back to running and I'll get over it. Or were you feeling more pessimistic than that? I was feeling much more pessimistic than that and um, really was unsure if I would ever run again. You know, I was like, you hear people say like, oh, I used to run, but I can't because of my knees. And I was like, oh, that's going to be me. (laughs) Um, And then where I was really starting to get concerned was that it wasn't, it would became bigger than running, right? It was, mm. and so it was like, I guess this is, I was concerned that I was just always going to be uncomfortable and like thinking about doing things I used to not have to think about doing, like mm. walking down a flight of stairs or, um, you know, finding a parking space that's too far from my apartment and like, how am I going to get back and oh, feel man. okay yeah. about it? Mm-hmm. That's uh, you don't want to be thinking about that for at yeah. least another fifty years. Yeah, or something. exactly. <laughs> so about the you know in terms of your your fitness, like your general fitness and health, were you able to do other things to to kind of substitute for the running to kind of stay healthy or? Yeah, so I um, was swimming some, um, mm-hmm. and that was good. Although my own biases here, I. I love running. I find swimming very boring. So it oh. wasn't. <laughs> okay, but don't worry. We don't have any swimmers listed in this show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was checking out like a cardio box or, you know, um, but not necessarily doing what it wasn't a replacement for running for me. Um, I had started doing some uh, biking. Um, stationary biking but it was also experiencing discomfort with that and so was told to stop doing that by the um physio provider i was i was using in case you were making it worse essentially Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay okay and then okay so that brings us to like kind of the summer of Mm -hmm. this year we're recording this in november 2023 and um this is you've sort of brought us up to the summer um, things aren't going super well by the sounds of it. The, the, yeah. the symptoms aren't really any better, if anything, a little bit worse, noticing it uh, walking downstairs and such, whereas before it was just with running. You haven't run in six months? Um, it would have been it would have been November of, of last year because I had first t- was like, so oh, about, I'll take about time eight. off. Um, yeah, about eight, eight months work. or so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, and so then what happened? Because at some point along that, time i can't remember when we first connected yeah so so talk me through like what happened next yeah so i had actually um 
started following you because of the videos around gait, um, because mm-hmm. I was convinced that my gait was causing all of my problems. And so this was pri- like prior to um, injuries, like I, I have a funky gait, right? And so, um, mm-hmm. so I was aware of of your services and then had signed up for the, um, the, e- the emails about, you know, common running injuries and, um, which I still get and enjoy. Um, and, and then, so then I was really at a point of like desperation where it was like, well, I just try something different and see if there's an improvement. Um, and then we can, you know, take it from there. I didn't want to, you know, go to a surgeon, you know, like this is where my mind, my mind was then. And so, um, you know, had, because I was already familiar with, with you through social media, I was looking at the programs that you were offering and I saw that you had a specific runner's rehab, um, program and, was like, yeah, like give it a try and comfortable with, you know, it not being in person. I know myself well enough to know that I wanted to improve. And so if there was work to be done and you gave me work mm. to do that, I would do it. And so I knew that this would, that, that wouldn't be a barrier for me. Um, and so I reached out and um, we had a, an initial call and I felt um, like, so I, I don't think I realized like, oh yeah, you're going to be running again and like fairly soon. Right. So like that felt so hopeful, um, to hear, okay. to hear from you that like, you thought that that was, um, not only possible, but probable. Um, and hmm. so, uh, you know, signed up to work with you and it was the first day that you had me running and yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's was, see what it's like <laughs> yeah it was which was great and i was it's so interesting just again sort of how my mind works and how i relate to like coaches and your expertise is like i would have never run six minutes on my own and then but for you to say why don't you just try it i'm like Oh, right. Like I was like, oh, this is going to be bad, but I'm going to do it. Right. And so, and it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I had anticipated. Um, and so it was really an excellent um, process to like have a roadmap of what recovery will look like and understanding that there are, you know, some turns as things progress differently. Um, but I, I just remember feeling like incredibly relieved when we started working together that that there was answers um, out there and that there was a, a process for for getting me back to where I wanted to be. Yeah, I think uh, the the sort of vibe I'm getting is that it gave you some hope that you know mm-hmm. it seems like you'd kind of lost hope that you would get back to running because you you weren't running, you weren't allowed to run until like you reached a certain threshold that you weren't getting any closer mm-hmm. to. And when we said, okay, let's just try it, even if it's just a few minutes and start there, and then we'll take it from there. You were like, okay, right. Th- th- this is this is what I want to do. I want to run. Um, so that gives you a yeah. little hope that 
perhaps this can get better. And I, I think we often underestimate how much influence that that kind of those those mental uh, side of things, that the psychology, the the emotions associated with the injury, how much they actually upregulate or downregulate pain. So if you have pain in an area for a long time and it's disrupted your life in such a major way as yours has, what will happen is your nervous system will perceive a lot of threat from that pain. Mm -hmm. And then whenever you feel it, it'll bump it up a bit more. It'll make you feel it a bit worse. Um, Upregulating is a term they use. And when we give someone a bit of hope that like, you know, this is okay, we can try it. And if it doesn't go so well, we'll make it, we'll change, you know, we'll adjust. Um, what that does is it, it down regulates because now it's not like if I get pain, I'm never going to be able to run again. I'm going right. to be, you know, one of those people who said I used to run, but now my knees hurt. It is, if this doesn't work so well, we're going to try something else. And mm-hmm. that gives you a slightly more positive spin on it, which down regulates the, the painful experience. And what I found with you that was probably a nice surprise, because it doesn't always go this way, is that we were actually able to progress quite quickly. In the first mm-hmm. four weeks from just trying a bit of running, we were able to get you running quite a bit. I don't remember exactly how we did that. I should have looked before we came on, but I just remember feeling like this is going quicker than I expected. I, I don't know how you experienced those first four weeks, because that's always a tricky period. Yeah, I I also thought we progressed faster than I had anticipated. And I would think what you just said about sort of that mental connection, um, you you introduced me to the red, orange, green stoplights. And so it became my, my relationship to the pain that I was experiencing also became different. And so then I felt more comfortable in being able to push myself a little bit more because it was like, okay, this is an orange and that means something, but that doesn't mean stop. Right. And so it was, it gave me, I think of a tool tools to use in sort of managing that, that mental side of it. But yeah, I think that first week, again, I, I also could have looked that I, I think I ran three days um and for short short bits but and i i do remember that every every run in that first period i felt less pain and less discomfort at the end than i did in the beginning and so that also allowed me to invest more into it because i knew like this is going to not be great for the first couple of minutes, but by the time you're at minute 10, you're going to, you're going to feel an improvement. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, and then I got to be outside and you know, to, uh, do, do something I love doing. And so um, it, we, we did make progress very, very quickly on that. And then also at the same time, you had me working on some drills to, improve that gate issue which was not the cause of lots of things but also you know um and so i could see improvement in that as well um and so that was motivating to keep keep pushing forward yeah and, and we haven't mentioned the strength as well we had you doing that so it's not a um it's not any one thing that we don't we, we mm-hmm. don't pin all the blame on one thing it's like we'll optimize all of the things and probably there's contribution from different parts there's probably in some cases a bit more contribution from the gate 
than from the running technique or mm -hmm. uh, from the running training or from the strength. But um, as long as we hit them all, then we right. cover our bases essentially. And I wanted to come back to and touch on the traffic lights because I think what you said there was was really interesting about you know, you would get some pain when you were doing these runs in the first month. And you knew that if you continued, because you'd had this experience that typically felt a bit better by the end of the run than the start. And for me, I think, and for you too, you would call that green light pain, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So now you're like, oh, that's a green light. It means keep going. Whereas before all pain had been red light, red light right. means stop. If you have any pain, you must stop. And that doesn't give you any any nuance right mm -hmm. it's either you are completely pain-free or you don't run at all and it and and that is the problem that you can't use running as the rehab if you have such a strict rule and the, the pain traffic lights give you a little bit of nuance to the uh, equation right. of what should i do about this pain right and nuance absolutely my understanding and my and my approach and then also just more data right and so being able to share that with you and, and Heidi and say like this was really an orange light day but like I ran in the morning and last night it ran at night so it could you know like it just made it mm. more um data rich and and therefore could work out a little bit more about like what actually is happening rather than it just being black or white. Like this is pain. Yep. This is no pain. Um, and, and figuring out how to, to, you know, I think at one point we did like adjust down for a, mm -hmm. a little bit, um, which was great because previously it would have stopped. Right. Yep. So, um, yep. it, yeah, just, just having that feedback, um, loop and being able to pick up data from actually running was was really helpful to me in understanding the the conditions yeah and that's that's a nice point too about the the data richness of, of when you have more information and you're not looking at it in this black and white way then you can tease things out sometimes like oh well look we did this last week and that went fine but then this week we tried to add a little bit to your long run and then you had a recovery run the next morning and it was after that recovery run that you had more orange moving into red pain Mm -hmm. So what we do is we adjust that. We don't stop running for a week. We don't rest for a week. We don't we don't sort of completely sort of hands off and give up. It's like, okay, well, it's that thing that we tried, that progression. Let's pull that back a little bit and let's just keep it the same for a couple of weeks. Let mm -hmm. your knees get used to this level. Then we'll try again. And maybe we'll try something different. Maybe we'll we'll add 15 minutes to every run in the week. Or, you know what I mean? Like right. there's different right. ways we can approach it. If we see a pattern of a specific thing that the knees don't seem to like, we can back off that a little bit and then come, come back and push on that particular aspect later. Mm -hmm. When you're more resilient, when you're more robust, when the area is less sensitive. So. Right. So that sort of brings us through the first month of working with us. And then tell us about the sort of second, third, and then onwards after that. How did all that go? Yeah, so it's, it's been great. Um, I finished the, you know, the rehab portion. Um, I will say well, when I was going in person and doing strength work and all of, all of that, that wasn't working for me. You know, I was doing a lot of like leg exercises. And then when I started with you and started running, doing the strength work, um, working on my gait, like 
I noticed how quickly I built strength because of sort of the combination of all of it. And so even doing that, the, the strength work in and of itself has been helpful, um, especially compared to what I have previously been doing, which I would have described as strength work, but it sort of, as you said, all of the pieces working together. Um, and so that's been something I've been very excited to continue mm. doing over the next section of the, the rehab and then, and then working with you afterwards. Um, but, you know, not only seeing like the amount of weight that I'm able to work with move up, but seeing like physically the difference, feeling physically the difference. Um, and that certainly is helping to improve my running. Um, I've, I, you know, that first four weeks, this Going back to the traffic lights, there were some orange days, there were some red days. I think, like moving into that second four weeks, like very few orange days. You know, it was all mm -hmm. really about building up my um, ability to run longer or quicker, or um, you know, building that strength. And so it, it really felt protective of like we've worked on addressing a active injury problem area and now moving on to like protecting myself moving forward from having these issues again and so um it's been really fun to play around with that and um yeah it's i it's sort of incredible to me how quickly we were able to build up um, distances and times and all of it in the, in those, that end section of the, the rehab. Um, and now working with you for coaching. I saw today, I have a fart lick. I'm very excited for that. Um, but it's just been really great to have guidance and sort of partnership in, in figuring how to um, get back to something that I I really valued and having in my life, and so um, yeah, it's just been it's been awesome, and I have like seen the the results, and I feel the results every day, and so I'm, I'm just psyched to continue. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean it's it's been an absolute pleasure, and um, like I always the the. Uh, the way I look at it is like we have a project and we're working on it together. Like me, you and Heidi, mm -hmm. like we, we look at, okay, I want to be able to run. I want to do half marathons again, but I can't cause of my knee pain. That's the problem. That's the project. How do we, how do we fix it rather than a kind of prescriptive approach? Um, mm -hmm. I don't pretend that me and Heidi have all the answers. It is what happened. What should we do about it? How did that go? Try again. You know, that, that kind of iterative approach right. I prefer. In terms of like where you're at now, so we've been about five months now. I think we've been working together. And like you said, mm -hmm. the first month or two, we were really held back by the knee pain. We had to take a couple of like plateau or slight regressions, but otherwise smoother than I expected, right? In terms of getting you back to training. Just for the listeners, like where you're at now with your running, how much running can you do? What's the longest you've, you've run yeah, and that kind of stuff? I think the longest run that I've done is an hour and 45 minutes, which is like truly wild. I think 
the first run you had me do was six minutes long. So yep, so that's from, a bit longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm running four days a week. I'm doing, um, you know, a long run, sprints, all, all of it. And I'm doing two days of strength right now. Um, I had been doing three and then needed to back off um, just while I sort out non-running schedule issues um (laughs) but it's what i think has been the most um special or something that i'm like trying to hold on to is that i don't think about it right it's like i put my Mm. shoes on i like if it's a long run do i have water do i have um a snack uh but then it's like then i can just go whereas Again, five months ago, the idea of running six minutes took so much like mental preparation and like I had a plan, you know, and so really not trying to not take for granted that I am where I want to be in terms of like endurance and obviously there's improvement, but I'm back to where I was last year um, and that it's something that I can enjoy and not have to agonize over or be anxious about it. Um, and, and like I said, running for me is so mental that having that Mm. release, um, and, and having running not be a source of anxiety is that is something that I'm really celebrating. Yeah. It's like if, if running is, um, supposed to be a, a tool to help us, uh, for a lot of people, for me included, um, manage our stress and, and, and just kind of a, a mental health um, boost in a way, then if you're constantly worried while you're doing it mm-hmm. about the running, about the pain, it it's not going to achieve that, right? So you, you try to have find that elsewhere with swimming and such, but it can be difficult, right? Because we are runners because we like running, right? So <laughs> for whatever reason. Now, in terms of, um, yeah, I wanted to say as well, the, the thing you, you mentioned just now where you said, I don't have to think about it anymore. I think at some point you said my like favorite phrase, which whenever I hear it from a runner, it just makes my day. It's like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that. You know, mm-hmm. when I asked, like, how's the knee? How is the knee on this road? It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. No, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and like, yeah, I, exactly. I just love that because it's that um, when, when you first start, it's so it's so ubiquitous it just it takes up all your thoughts about running and even into other parts of your life mm-hmm. that, that to not think about it at all i i love that because i've experienced that myself and uh it's it's very um rewarding for me to hear that um in terms of like where you're going now so now i'd say you're back to like full training like where you wanted mm-hmm. to be like when we started it was like i want to just be able to run and um you know do my thing again that where do you want to go from here? Like uh, now that you're you're not so worried about the knees, what what do you have planned for the future with your running? So I, I would like to get back to doing some half marathons, um, and now I'm just looking for races to run when the weather is nice, <laughs> nice. Um, more than more than any physical um, restraints, just timing and location and temperature. Um, but I, I am, you know, I feel capable of doing that. Um, and so now I'm looking at like making like 
I'd like to make some improvements to speed. You know, I'd like to make, I still have work to do in, in mileage and making that comfortable. And so it's really just building now. And that's a, that's a great place to be. Awesome. Yeah. And I think, I uh, think I can confidently say that 2024 is going to be a lot more fun running wise than 2023. Yeah. Yes, um, so that's a, uh, yeah, that's exciting to just focus on, uh, you know, half marathons and get one of them booked in probably for like springtime or something like that. And then see mm -hmm. where we go from there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on the show and sharing your story with us. It's, um, it's very helpful for, for the listeners to hear that, you know, when you're into, I can't run six minutes and I'm scared to it. I can't walk downstairs to, oh yeah, I ran an hour and 45 and I forgot about my knees. Like this is very hopeful message. And as we talked about a lack of hope when you're injured can be mm -hmm. make a bad problem worse. So um, I think you have hopefully done some of that for someone who's listening to this. Good. I hope so. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to stop the recording there. All right.